Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I'm your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching and membership community. So congratulations is in order. If you've built a successful freelance business that has grown to the point where you need to hire, you have achieved a huge milestone. If you're already past the point of making your first hire and your team is now growing, well, congratulations is in order to you as well. So regardless of where you are with scaling your team and your business, whether you're at employee number one or employee number 100, this podcast focuses on everything related to people operations. We'll cover best practices, strategies, and solutions to help you build a sustainable and scalable business that is fueled by great people and a great culture. So if you're enjoying listening to this Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, please subscribe, give us a like, and give us a review. Your feedback will help us grow this podcast, and we'll be able to positively impact more employers to help them build better work environments. Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community. Now, in the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community, I have the opportunity to guide business owners on hiring employee number one and beyond to help them learn the leadership skills necessary to create an employee experience that will give the business a competitive edge. And I help them build a seven to eight figure business that is no longer a job, but a business that provides financial freedom. Now, I know your time is valuable, and I do appreciate that you are taking the time to listen to this podcast. So my commitment to you is that every time you tune in to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, you can expect to learn actual insights to help you build a business that is worthy of a Best Places to Work award and to help you reduce your business risk with proactive HR strategies that do have real-world applications. So as you go through the Entrepreneur to Employer journey with us, I will focus on sharpening your skills on how to recruit, hire, and onboard the best people for your company how to design training systems that actually work, how to establish proactive HR systems that will lower your business risk, how to improve employee performance, how to lead your team through not only the good times, but the bad times as well, and how to tie your people operations into your financial milestones. So if you're ready to build a business that is powered by great people, let's get started. On today's episode, I want to talk about the seven questions that I use when I'm interviewing. Now, these seven questions I use regardless of industry, regardless of position, regardless of the role. So I ask these seven questions every single time when I interview candidates. Now, as you know, if you've listened to some of my previous podcasts, I also do recommend that you create a specific set of questions designed for the role that you're trying to fill. So in the, at the end of the day, we are creating a two-track question set. I have the seven questions that I always ask, regardless of industry, regardless of position, doesn't matter. And then I create a question set that is very specific to the role and the needs of the organization. So there are two tracks. Today, we're going to talk about the seven questions that I ask, regardless of company, regardless of industry, regardless of role. Now, there are three reasons why I recommend you ask and have a baseline of the same questions that you use day in and day out on your interviews. One, it's going to help you drive consistent results. The seven questions that I use, help me drive consistent results because it gives me a baseline on who the person is, where they're coming from, and what is getting them interested in coming to talk to work with us or one of my clients. Two, it's going to help me make faster decisions. We don't have the luxury of waiting two or three months to make a hiring decision. Great candidates are going to be gone very quickly. And so if we procrastinate on making that hiring decision, when you go to make that phone call and say, hey, I'd like to offer you a job, guess what? They're gone. And three, it's going to systematize your hiring process, right? Let's face it. When we're hiring, there are enough variables in hiring that are out of our control, simply because we're dealing with the human element. 
I mean, look, I have hired over 200 people in my career, and I have interviewed thousands of candidates for different jobs across different industries. The more you can systematize the process, the better chance you have of making a successful hire. You know, I, I was speaking with a business owner a few weeks ago. He called me because he was really frustrated. He had just hired an account manager into his company. She had been with him two weeks and he calls me and says, my new account manager is terrible. I want to fire her. Like, whoa, put the brakes on. She can't be that bad. In two weeks, you already know that she can't do the job or what's going on. So we started talking and I said, let's let's unpack your hiring process. Let's unpack your recruitment process. Give me some insight into what you do. And as it turned out, he had no process. He interviewed five different people for this role. And everybody got a different set of questions. There was no consistency in his questions. He asked them whatever came to mind at the time that he sat down to interview them. So he had answers that were all over the place, stemming from different questions. He had no consistency in his process. And he had no real data to use when it came time to look at all five and go, okay, who is the best candidate to join our company? So ultimately, he made decisions based on information that he didn't have handy or didn't have available to him. Luckily, what he did is he said, okay, you're right. I'm going to take a step back. Let me focus on working on training and spending more time with her, and then I'll make a decision. Because he realized that his hiring and recruiting process was a little bit broken right now. So if you build a system where you have a set bank of questions that you use every single time, that starts to move you into systematizing your hiring process. So what are the seven questions that I've come to use time and time again? And again, I didn't start out with these seven questions. These are questions that I started using and started realizing the importance of over time. So you'll be able to take these seven questions. If they work for you, great. You can tweak them a little bit if you want to, but at least it gives you a starting roadmap, especially if you're hiring employee number one. It's great to have a foundation and a framework when you're going to hire that first new employee. All right, let's get into the questions. First one, why are you looking for a new opportunity? So why do I ask this question? Very clearly, I ask this question because I want to understand the candidate's motives for looking for a new job. Okay, Is it because they hate their current employer? Is it because there's no career movement or upward mobility with their current employer? Is the culture broken where they're working? Is the commute too far? They've had some time off from professional work and then decide they want to return to the workforce. Right? We want to understand what is their driver for looking for a new job, right? Because we want to make sure that we understand their motives so that we know whether or not we're going to be a good fit for them. Okay, so that's question number one. Question number two, what attracted you to our company? Now, there's a couple previous podcast episodes, which I'm sure we'll we'll link to in the show notes, where I talk about employer branding and the importance of creating a careers page. So whether you're hiring employee number one or employee number 100, having a careers page that promotes your company is important because that's part of your employer branding, right? That's part of your strategic talent acquisition which is different than recruiting. Understanding what attracted that candidate to your company is important because you want to understand their why. You want to understand if you are doing any employer branding, is it actually working? What's your reputation out there as an employer? Did your job posting work? What is it that attracted them? Right. Understanding that allows you to then say, okay, this is working, this is working, this is working. I'm going to double down on it next time I need to go to hire. And you can start to look at the things that aren't working and work to fix them, cut them out, eliminate them, et cetera. So understanding what attracted the candidate to your company is a very important question. Number three, what does your dream job look like? Now, why do I ask this question? Well, very simply, everybody has a dream job and dream companies they'd like to work for if they're in the job market and not starting their own company, of course. 
So the reason I ask this question is because I want to understand if their goals align with what the organization needs. And it's okay if it doesn't, but you need to understand that. So I'll give you a great example. If you are just getting ready to hire employee number one, you may not know what your business is going to look like in a couple of years. You don't know if you can provide them with promotions and opportunity like that. You just don't know. You can't promise that. So understanding that their desire, say you're hiring a staff accountant and you know that they want to become a controller. Chances of you being able to promote them from staff accountant to a management role in accounting through up to controller over the next five years might be pretty slim, right? You may be outsourcing your controller work or your CFO work, but knowing that that's where they want to go allows you to make an informed decision as to whether or not it's a good fit. Now, it still could be a great fit, right? Because they could come work for you for a couple of years and you still make it a win-win situation. You know, as they start with your company, that they're not going to be around in five or seven years, that they have the goal of becoming a controller somewhere. But they're going to come work for your company. They're going to unclog your bottlenecks. They're going to do great work while they're there with you. They're going to help you grow and scale your business. They are going to fill an immediate and short-term need that you have. You provide them with an excellent employee experience. You provide them with some professional development. You help bring them along. And yes, they may move on in five years when that next opportunity comes at a different organization. They're going to leave your company with a great work experience, maybe refer future people to you and just have a a really good feeling about the organization when they leave. So asking them what their dream job looks like helps me understand if their goals align with the company's needs. And even if they aren't, aren't fully aligned, you can now make an informed decision as to whether or not they align enough that you want them on the team for the next two to three years. The fourth question that I ask is, what do you enjoy doing in your free time? Now, this isn't to be nosy into their personal life, but let's face it, we've seen this even more since the COVID pandemic. Personal and professional mesh, they cross over, they blend. The days of leaving our personal life at the door when we get to work are long gone. So there's nothing wrong with understanding who our team is, personalizing the conversation, getting to know them on a personal level. There's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean we have to be invasive in their personal life, but getting to know whether or not they like to surf or scuba dive or hike or camp or crochet. These are little things that help you get to know them better. And the reason why you want to get to know your employees on this personal level is because then you can start to tailor gifts and awards and things like that for them. So when you do want to recognize them and you say, okay, well, I know this person likes to crochet. So you know, a gift card to this type of, of shop might be great for them. Personalizing and getting to know the candidates helps humanize the entire conversation. The fifth question that I always ask is, what type of workplace culture do you enjoy working in? What type of workplace culture do you succeed in? Now, why do I ask this question? Well, it's very important for you to determine what type of environment they do well in. Because as you are growing and building your business and focusing on creating employee experience and focusing on building a culture that is not dysfunctional, you want to make sure that the culture that you can provide them is one they will do well in. Now, most of the responses you're going to hear are, I like a culture where I'm not micromanaged. I like a culture where I have autonomy. I like a culture where I am able to make mistakes and not be penalized for it. I like a culture where there's some flexibility to the work schedule. You're going to hear a variety of different answers to that. And this gives you the opportunity to sit back and go, okay, our culture can provide that to you, or that's not how we work. We may not be able to give you that, right? So by asking this question, you can very early on in the hiring process get a feeling for whether or not that future employee 
is going to thrive in the environment that you provide. Okay. Question number six that I ask, what new skills are you hoping to learn in your new job? Now, why do I ask this question? Well, I ask this question because two reasons. Number one, I want to know that they are intrinsically motivated to get 1% better every day. Yes, it's my job and your job as an employer to provide them with tools and an environment to succeed. But that person has to meet us halfway, right? It's not all on us as the employer to make sure they're successful. The employee has to bring their best self to the table every single day and want to get 1% better. So I'm looking, I want to know what new skills do you want to learn? Because I want to know that you are intrinsically motivated to do better, to be better, to grow, to learn, to not be complacent, and to be a little bit uncomfortable in order to grow. And also, the second reason why I asked this question is I want to know, can I provide the upskill training? Can I provide the professional development? Are we at that point in our business where we can help meet them halfway and give them those skills over time, right? So again, that question is designed to make sure we can create a win-win, a win for the business and a win for that new employee. Seventh question that I always ask is, what type of hours do you prefer working? Now, why do I ask this question? I ask this question because whether it's a restaurant, a retail, manufacturing, distribution, whatever the business, I want to hear what type of hours they prefer to work. Because say I run a restaurant, and you tell me you want to work Monday through Thursday, and you want to have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. Well, I'm going to tell you, yeah, that is a great schedule, but I can't give you that schedule. We're a restaurant, right? We do the bulk of our sales on weekends. I'm going to need you here Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. Yes, you can have an occasional weekend off, but more than not, you're going to work nights and weekends. That's the business. And so if that candidate doesn't want to work the hours that the business needs, we're not going to have a good fit. Remember, you have to balance what the business needs with what your employees need. It cannot be one-sided, right? Because then we get lopsided. It has to be balanced. So I ask this question because I want to know what they're thinking. I want to know that they understand the hours that are required by the business and that they can also accommodate those hours. So that's the reason why I want to ask, what type of hours do you prefer to work? Let's get it out of the table now and let's find out if we even have a good fit. So Let's recap the seven questions that I ask in every interview, regardless of industry, regardless of role, doesn't matter. These seven questions get asked every single time. Number one, why are you looking for a new opportunity? Number two, what attracted you to our company? Number three, what does your dream job look like? Number four, what do you enjoy doing in your free time? Number five, what type of workplace culture do you enjoy working in? Number six, what new skills are you hoping to learn in this new job? And number seven, what type of hours do you prefer to work? Well, that sums up this podcast on the seven interview questions that I always ask when I'm hiring. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, if you did enjoy this episode, I would greatly appreciate if you would do a like and subscribe on either Apple, iTunes, Spotify. This way, you know, every week when we drop that podcast, this way you're always getting the latest version of our podcast every single week. The other favor I would love to ask is if you did get some value out of this podcast, and even if you didn't, I would love for you to rate and review us. I read every review that we get. I take them to heart. And if you have some ideas, suggestions, or other topics you'd like to hear, please feel free to let us know that. Third, if you know another business owner that could get value from this podcast, that could learn from this podcast, send them a link to the podcast. Say, hey, I just heard this seven interview questions that you know we should always be asking in interviews. I think you could use this. Help share this so that I can impact as many business owners, as many businesses, and as many employees as possible. All right. 
Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Entree to a Quarter podcast. We'll see you again next week.